This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who makes it easy and fun to simply step outside. That might mean breaking a speed record in a rugged, built-for-fun sonic snow tube, walking an extra block in a warm, weather-resistant down jacket, or just taking a breath on your doorstep before cozying up in a quilted sweatshirt. For however you experience the outdoors, shop clothing and gear at llbean.com. Be an outsider. I'm Jason Epperson, and it's time for the latest in National Park news. The National Park System has a new unit for the first time in over a year. President Biden signed the Amachi National Historic Site Act Friday, permanently protecting the Granada, Colorado site for future generations to help tell the history of Japanese American incarceration during World War II. Amachi, also known as the Granada Relocation Center, was one of 10 incarceration sites established by the War Relocation Authority during World War II to detain Japanese Americans forcibly removed from the west coast of the United States under the terms of Executive Order 9066. More than 10,000 people were incarcerated at Amachi from 1942 to 1945, which housed 7,310 at its peak, two-thirds of whom were United States citizens of Japanese descent. Today, the site consists of a historic cemetery, a monument, concrete building foundations, and several reconstructed and rehabilitated structures from the camp era. Amachi is open to the public and currently managed by the Amachi Preservation Society and owned by the town of Granada. Currently, Granada High School students provide tours of the site and nearby museum. To formally establish the park, the National Park Service will work with the town of Granada to acquire the lands intended in the law, a process that's likely to take more than a year. The National Park Service has updated its COVID-related mask rules to align with the CDC's most recent recommendations. Masks are no longer mandated nationwide at indoor National Park Service facilities. However, they're not gone altogether. Masking requirements will vary by park based on local conditions, and masks are still required on all forms of enclosed public transportation. Updates will be posted on individual park websites to help visitors plan their visits and on signs in parks. In areas that the CDC identifies as high COVID-19 community level, masks are required for everyone in all NPS buildings, regardless of vaccination status. In most low and medium COVID-19 community level areas, masks are now optional. If you're visiting a National Park Service site this spring, don't be surprised if there's lots of smoke and fire. Dozens of park units across the country are implementing a much higher level of wildfire prevention than ever before in an attempt to tamp down the severe wildfire seasons we've been experiencing. That means prescribed burns are happening all over the park system right now, everywhere from small historic sites to our biggest national parks. You'll also see more and more National Park Service sites going cash-free. For instance, Thomas Edison National Historical Park will no longer accept cash as a method of payment for entrance fees or for the purchase of park passes. Visitors can use a credit or debit card at the Park Visitor Center, or they can purchase their entrance passes ahead of their visit using the recreation.gov website or the mobile app. The park says implementing a cash-free system reduces the contact and wait time at the visitor center, especially during peak visitor hours. We'll be back in a moment, but first, a quick break for a message from our favorite place to search for the best campground for your national park adventures, Campendium. Campendium lists virtually every campground in North America and every type of campsite you can imagine. 
from remote backcountry tent sites to RV parks with water slides and pickleball courts. You can search by price, including free or by cell service, elevation, whether pets are allowed. Dozens of different search filters will bring you detailed user reviews so you can find the best campsite for your trip. Campendium is free at campendium.com or on the app, and you can upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership to unlock an ad-free experience with more detailed cell service reports, public land map overlays, trail maps, and more. A RoadPass Pro membership also includes other premium apps like Togo RV and Road Trippers. Visit campendium.com or download the app today and save $10 off a RoadPass Pro membership with code RVMILES10X. Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks are reporting the first grizzly bear sightings of 2022. Male grizzlies come out of hibernation in early March. Females with cubs emerge in April and early May. When bears emerge from hibernation, they look for food and often feed on elk and bison that died over the winter. Sometimes bears will react aggressively to encounters with people when feeding on carcasses. All of Yellowstone and Grand Teton is bear country, from the deepest backcountry to the boardwalks around Old Faithful. The parks ask that you protect yourself and the bears by carrying bear spray, staying alert, and hiking in groups during daylight hours. Do not run if you encounter a bear and stay 100 yards from both black and grizzly bears. Approaching bears within 100 yards is prohibited. Store food, garbage, barbecue grills, and other attractants in hard-sided vehicles or bear-proof food storage boxes and report bear sightings to a park ranger. A new study shows that the humpback whale population in southeast Alaska waters was disrupted by the massive and intense 2014 to 2016 Northeast Pacific Marine Heat Wave. The study documented trends in the survival and reproduction of over 700 humpback whales in and around Glacier Bay National Park over a 36-year period. The results are striking, revealing profound impacts from the marine heat wave. North Pacific humpback whales migrate thousands of miles from tropical breeding areas off Hawaii and Mexico to the rich feeding grounds in Alaska each year. Using a technique known as photo identification, researchers can recognize individual whales by photographing the unique markings on their tail flukes. National Park Service biologists have collected data on the humpback whale population in and around Glacier Bay every summer since 1985, making it one of the world's longest studies of a whale population. A shared whale fluke database maintained by Glacier Bay and the University of Alaska Southeast allows biologists to track the return and behavior of individuals over time. Whale sightings documented from 1985 to 2020 showed more than two decades of population growth that peaked in 2013. Beginning in 2014, the marine heat wave caused sharp declines in abundance, survival, and reproductive success. By 2018, less than half as many whales were present. Also, far fewer calves were born during and after the heat wave. Up until 2013, there was typically one calf born for every three adult females. By contrast, during and after the heat wave, only one calf was born for every 25 females. The survival rate for calves and adults also plummeted. Calf survival dropped by more than a factor of 10, from 40% down to 3%. Adult survival declined from 98% to 89%. Now, it's been five years since the heat wave subsided, and recently there have been some hopeful signs. In 2019, whale numbers started to climb, 
and in 2020 and 2021, Glacier Bay started to see more females with calves, about one calf for every 14 whales. U.S. Park Rangers of San Antonio Missions National Historical Park are seeking information from the public to help identify those responsible for recent vandalism and forced entry into the park's historic churches. Several incidents occurred at Mission Concepcion and Mission San Juan between March 12th and March 17th. Suspects gained entry to the churches, causing considerable damage to the historic structures. They also carved names and dates on the entry door of the Concepcion Church. Information from other visitors is often very helpful to investigators. If you have information that could help identify those responsible, the park asks you to call or text the National Park Service Investigative Services Branch tip line at 888-653-0009. Finally, the National Park IDEA has celebrated its 150th anniversary. Our nation's first national park, Yellowstone, was set aside on March 1st, 1872. Here are some of the sounds of its grandeur as we say goodbye. See you next time.